Welcome to From the Source. My name is Michelle Brenner, and I'm your host. From the Source aims to answer the question of what tech jobs are really like, both the good and the boring. Today, we're going to hear from Valerie Sharp. Valerie, can you tell us your current job title and how long you've been there? Currently, I'm a developer, too, at um, the Zenith Insurance Company, and I've been there for almost two years now. Can you tell us what an average day looks like for you? Most days, um, I'm usually taking or designing a couple of screens and translating that into code. Um, Mostly, I spend a lot of time debugging um, and just iterating off of designs based off of feedback from the business or customers. So usually that's how my day goes. So what has been your favorite long-term project? My favorite long-term project that I was on was when I was working at my previous employer. I was working for this startup that was for the auto body industry. And we had this service that was like a pro service for the different um, car companies. So it was a lot of branding, a lot of styles and style guides and things like that. And my job during that for that project was to create kind of like a UI that could easily switch different branding depending on what car you selected. So if you selected to work with the Audi, you had the Audi designs with the fonts, colors, and buttons, and same thing for Chevy and Jeep and so on and so forth. So that was a lot of fun. It was actually a whole lot of work, but I really enjoyed it. What do you think made it so much fun? That was pretty early on in my um, coding journey. So a lot of that stuff was very difficult. Uh, I was very new to SAS at that point, and I had to come up with a structure uh, with my SAS variables and just files and things like that that was very flexible. Um, and another thing that I had to learn during that project was how to compress things and make sure that those files were fast, uh, small enough to be ran on like mobile devices and and um, lower ca- internet speeds. So just learning all of that stuff in a very short amount of time because it was startup world. So everything was very fast paced. It was at the time very stressful, but also very rewarding because I saw all the good that it did almost like instantly. You actually answered my next question, which was about stress. So can you tell me how you manage the stress of your job? I think for me, it's kind of like how I manage stress in general. Like I try my to do my best and give things my all. And I always try to remind myself that if it doesn't get done today, it's going to have to get done at some point, whether it's that deadline date or a few days after or before, like it's going to get done. So there's no point in stressing over it. I, I know like at that point, I was still very new to development and things like that. So everything seemed very stressful. So that was like the one way I kind of like pushed back on that and just like gave myself room to kind of not have to be perfect and just learn to complete things and finish things. I think that's great advice for anyone to just kind of take things one day at a time and not really internalize all the deadlines and the largeness of the project. It's like that lifestyle has been very helpful to me. Can you tell me what's the most boring but essential part of your current job? Code reviews. Like, 
I don't like the current setup of code reviews that we have in my current um, my current position, my current job, because I don't tend to get a lot of feedback when um, someone else is doing my code review. And so I kind of feel like it's like I and you know how they say in a relationship, sometimes one person gives more than the other. I feel like I'm giving everything and getting nothing in return when it comes to code reviews. And I know a lot of people don't like code reviews, but I personally love getting feedback. I love getting criticism and just just so that it's easier for me to improve. So right now I kind of dread doing code reviews because I know I'm not going to get the same feedback. Yeah, I find code reviews a little stressful because it's always hard to take criticism, but in the end, it always helps you grow in your career and helps you be a better developer. Yes, it really does. So what skills do you find the most essential on a day-to-day basis? Communication. Um, There's been so many times where we run into issues, whether in all the jobs that I've had, whether it be like between the business, between the client, between coworkers, or just different team members, if there's no communication or there's not a good line of communication, things will go south like very fast. So it's it's really easy. It's a whole lot easier to get feedback often um, and soon. I forgot there's like a whole saying with that, but I always mess it up. But like it's a design thing. It's like a feedback loop. You want to always get feedback in from the customer or the client like instantly versus waiting till the end. Um, so that to me, that's very important. Yeah, that reminds me of the basic agile methodology where it's like you want to put things out as quickly as possible so you can get customer or client feedback and see how things are running before you've made a huge time investment on giant features or projects. Yeah, definitely. That's that's <laughs> if we would have did this in a very recent project of mine, um, everybody would have been happier. <laughs> that actually reflects uh, another part of Agile, which is when you do projects, learning from them and trying to do better next time. Yeah, definitely. It it does it, like it helps you iterate faster and just get a better product out faster. And I think a lot of people really forget that's why Agile is so good. What skill do you wish you knew when you started working in tech? I think that that there's one skill that's not in my job description, um, but it's kind of like just an unspoken skill that it seems like people are supposed to have, especially if like you're a woman in tech or anything like any of those things, is that you have to be an advocate for yourself. Um, That's one thing that, just recently I'm starting to realize and I'm starting to try to build that skill set of mine. Um, but that's one thing I'm starting to notice. I have to do a lot of, a lot of saying like, this is what I completed. This is the issues I've run into. This is how I learned from it. And using that to like highlight yourself or talk about things that you want to change or you want to do within your company um, that, was never really in my job description and I don't I don't think I had to do this outside of tech. Um so that's one very interesting thing that I've noticed. That's really cool. Uh and it's very inspiring how you went forward anyway and your mindset which I think 
um, some people don't have, where it's like, yeah, even if I don't get this, it's good practice, uh, which I, I definitely have because I find tech interviews are so long, they're so nerve-wracking, that the more practice you have, the more confident you're going to be on the one. It's a really good fit. Are there any skills that were in your job description or advice to have that you never used at all? The actual position that I applied for for my most recent job, it required that I be a senior developer with like five plus years of experience. And I went into the interview kind of thinking like, oh, this is for a senior role. Like I'm not senior. I'm like junior to like mid-level developer. Um, and I kind of psyched myself out um, in a way that kind of benefited me because I thought, oh, since it's senior level, like there's no way I'll get this. So there's no pressure. So I just did the coding challenge and I just showed the company like how I learned things kind of just to get feedback from them. And I ended up getting the job and there's no need, there was no need to be senior for this position. Like I was able to level up very quickly and um, just jump right into the project that I got hired for. If someone wanted your job, what's a good path to take? I think a good path to take is, for one, just try to find a way to be dedicated to build the skills you need. Um, But that could apply for almost anything in life. Uh, But the way that I got to my position, um, I because it's kind of like a dual role where I'm a UX person and a front end dev. Um, what kind of, I'm a full stack dev technically. Um, so I started off going down the design route. I learned UX skills and just the very basic in theory of it. And then I started practicing my design skills for like wireframing and like how to display different elements um, in design tools like Sketch or XD or anything like that. Um, so that's how I went about the UX part of it. As far as the coding part, uh, just started off with basic HTML, CSS, and JavaScript. Once I felt like I mastered JavaScript, I started to add on different backend languages. Um, I did it that way because I felt like once you understand the logic behind one language, it's much easier to jump to the other, any other language because it's Languages have different syntax and they look different and um, they have different names, but the theory behind like what's going on is usually the same. So I would kind of suggest that route. Um, it's much easier to do front end development work. Um, it's a, a simpler setup for your environment. Um, so I think jumping from front end to back end, that's to me was the easiest way to do it. I love hearing all these different perspectives because for me, front end seems very intimidating. And every time I jump in, it seems like there's just so many moving parts. I'm like, oh, I'll go back to Python. It's just one thing. That's honestly why I made the jump to back end because there's so much going on in front end development, especially for web development. You have to think about compression. You have to think about um, does it work on IE, which nothing ever works on IE. Um, and there's a lot of like different things that you have to check for in order for it to be, um, prod ready, ready for production. So yeah, backend is awesome. What would you advise students to learn that's not in their current curriculum? Hmm. 
I would say it's a very good skill to learn how to talk about your code or your design. So communication skills are great because that's going to take you from being just a developer to like a, a manager or lead or like the higher positions. And that's what I'm pretty sure everyone wants to do once they get comfortable with code. Um, and it also helps you kind of be like your own advocate, like being able to talk about your work is also talking about yourself. So I think those go hand in hand and those are perfect. So one thing we haven't touched on yet is the fact that you're a career changer and you you didn't have a degree in computer science. Can you talk about what you felt like set you apart and made companies want to hire you without that background? Um, this is one thing I've thought about a lot, especially um, now because I'm trying to make the jump from mid-level developer to senior. And I think one of the things that set me apart, at least for this last job interview I went to um, to get this position was I showed them how I learn. Like I, I knew I didn't have a computer science degree. I knew I didn't have the schooling to back it. And I didn't go to a boot camp or anything else like that. I was pretty much self-taught just through online tutorials and things like that. So I knew my, the thing that set me apart was I was dedicated and I really love learning. And so I wanted to show my employer that. And that's what I did um, at the time. Vue.js was really new and it was something I hadn't used. And so for my um, coding tests that I took for the company that they gave me, I coded it all out in Vue.js. So I took like two days to kind of like, well, a day to go through documentation and then a day to build out the project that they gave me. Looking back at it now, it wasn't the best um, code I've ever written or anything like that. But what I did was I highly documented all of the everything I did and how I learned. And then I explained that in my interviews. That's what set me apart. Um, just my dedication and showing that and being able to kind of communicate that I'm a great learner. That's excellent advice. And also, as I've interviewed people, that's one of the things I look for. So I think it's great that you use that to your advantage. Have you ever interviewed anyone and hired any employees? I did this weird thing where I was interviewing for a boot camp um, and I was hiring um, instructors and TAs for a boot camp, which was very interesting, I have to say. Very, very interesting. Learned a lot doing that. Can you tell me what you look for when you were interviewing those teachers? I looked for someone who could communicate um, because I noticed that that was something a lot of people struggled with, just being able to have just very one-off um, one conversations before jumping into the actual interview. Another thing I look for is it seems like a lot of people like to go high level with explaining their skills. And I wanted people to show me that they could deep, uh, do a deep dive and just tell me a little bit more about um, different things like Node.js other than what you can find by just quickly Googling and just understanding definitions, like how is it applied or things like that. That's usually what I look for. That's really interesting. It sounds like it's similar to what you look for 
in a senior engineer whose job would also involve a lot of training. What's your next step? Oh, man. I've been thinking about this a lot um, and doing a lot of like reflection on 2018 now that we're in 2019. And it seems like there's a long list of things that I want to accomplish. But I think right now my focus as far as like my career goes is to make that next step to become senior level. Um, And then the other thing is like, I just want to try my best to support the community um, and people who are interested in entering tech the best way I can by volunteering and just helping out anyone that needs help with code. That's actually a great transition to my next question. I know you've just started a new organization. Can you tell our listeners all about it? Oh, Awesome. Yeah, I started this organization called Tech by Choice. Um, And what I'm doing with Tech by Choice is just creating a space that is safe for people of protected groups, whether you be a woman, a person of color, the LGBTQ community, differently abled, different religious backgrounds. There's like no age requirement either. Um, So I want to just create a space where if anyone was thinking about tech or wanting to see what tech was about, they can come and learn with us um, and we'll offer classes and events uh, at usually low to no cost to just help people build those skills to enter in tech. Um, And I think one of the things that I found that's really cool is a lot of people think tech is just coding, but I've, I'm setting up Tech by Choice to offer classes that are just not just coding, that we have things to help people learn marketing skills and classes for to help you become a scrum master and all the amazing other roles in tech and the tech industry that sometimes get overlooked. Like we want to support people on those journeys also. That sounds awesome. If someone wants to be a part of that, where can they sign up? Uh, right now, we have a uh, meetup in L.A. So we, if you go to meetups.com, you can check out the L.A. chapter or you can check out the Oakland chapter. We currently have a Slack channel, um, and that is uh, techbychoice.slack. Um, and you can definitely join our community that way. So you can stay up to date with the latest and greatest of what's going on with Tech by Choice. Uh, we're very new and we're growing and we're iterating very fast. And so a lot of our announcements usually pop up in Slack in our meetups. If our listeners want to reach out to you via social media, how can they reach you? Uh, they can reach me on Twitter. My handle is Digital Black Hippie and Black is BLK. Um, and they can also find me on the Tech by Choice Twitter and that's at underscore Tech by Choice. And for our listeners, don't worry if you're driving. I'll put all the links to this in the show notes. Thank you for joining us today, Valerie. To keep up to date on upcoming episodes or to continue the conversation, please follow us on Twitter at FromSourcePod. If you'd like to share your journey with our audience or have any questions about the podcast, please email me at FromTheSourcePod at gmail.com.